0: This is Bossy Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Dancer Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it, screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off. What is going on Eagles Nation? Welcome to this week's edition of the Birds Banter Podcast. This is your host Matt Lupe. You can find us on social media at Birds Banter on Twitter, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram, and you can find our podcast on any single podcast platform, including the one you're listening to right now. Again, the show is presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. Make sure you check us out for all of your Philly sports needs. Sixers, Eagles, Flyers, Phillies, Union, you name it, we have it all. Great coverage articles, social media, and, of course, the podcasts. All right, so we took a week off. We're back. The Eagles are getting out of their bye week, much-needed bye week, and they're getting healthier. They're about to face the New York Giants for Week 10. Crazy as it is, the season is coming on to an end. We're entering the second half of the season, and the Eagles have a lot of work to do to turn things around. They're <clears throat> the front runners to win the NFC East, no doubt about it. However, you got you to gotta look like you're playing better football. If right now, before I see the Eagles play on the Giants um, on Sunday, I don't have any faith in them going into the playoffs because they're not hot right now. They're coming off of a pretty ugly win against the Dallas Cowboys, one of the worst teams in the league, one of the worst defenses in the league. Carson Wentz struggled mightily. Um, this was probably the first legitimate game that people called for Jalen Hurts to come in. I know a lot of times people have said it and have been frustrated with Wentz, but I think this is the first time where people actually were serious and really wanted Carson Wentz out of the game because, man, he didn't really provide any sort of positive. Um, He had a good throw to Travis Fulgham for a touchdown, but other than that, it's been rough. So the offense needs to step up. They're getting a bit healthier. But in my mind, it doesn't matter how healthy they get. If Carson Wentz is not progressing – They're not going to go anywhere. So really, the entire outlook on the season comes down to Carson Wentz. And I forget who said this. I mean, I'm sure it's been said multiple times, but somebody was on a sports talk show a week or two ago, and they were describing the difference between a regular quarterback and a franchise quarterback. And they said that teams who say that they have a franchise quarterback – are obviously somebody that you want around for the next 10 years. Obviously, you know, the NFL life expectancy for players is not 10 years long. So if you get somebody for 10 years, that's fantastic. But if you're investing a lot of draft capital, a lot of money into a player, specifically the quarterback position, you want them to be there for the long term. And that's a franchise quarterback. Also, a franchise quarterback is somebody. Who no matter the situation on offense, no matter the situation on defense, no matter who they're playing, if that quarterback is under center, you have a chance to win that game. We've seen teams in the league who have great teams, offense and defense, but they just lack a good quarterback. And if they lack this good quarterback, they can't do anything. The defense can only keep them in for so long. It's a passing league. The offenses are scoring 30 plus points a game it's hard to defend offenses these days if you're not putting points on the board as your offense. If you can't combat it, you're not going to win a football game. So if the Eagles see Carson Wentz as a franchise quarterback, which I believe they do, and if you take away this season and all of his struggles, I see Carson Wentz as a franchise quarterback. Right now, I would say, here's the thing. If Carson Wentz was on his rookie deal, and this was his last year, he was not signed to a big deal like he is, Four more, or the four year extension that they signed him to a couple years back. If this was his last deal day of his or last year of his rookie deal, and the Eagles had a decision to make this offseason, and Jalen Hurts was in the room, I believe the Eagles would be leaning towards not re signing Carson Wentz or re signing him to very cheap because this year has been awful. And I love Carson Wentz. I think he's a great player. I think he has a lot of potential. But I talked about this on my Instagram live, uh, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram every Monday night, 8 p.m. I talked about how 2017 was Carson Wentz's kryptonite. It was amazing to see Carson Wentz blow up, take the league by storm. He was an MVP finalist. And, uh, even with the ACL tear, he was on the ballot and received votes. To be the MVP of that that year, 2017, Eagles go on to win the Super Bowl. They have this all all this drama with Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. As good as he was in 2017, it is haunting him. In 2016, he had many issues. First first week in the league, uh, first week in the league game against the Browns, he played really well, and everybody was super high on Carson Wentz. He did make mistakes, but his rookie year, people gave him the rookie. Pass, you know. Oh well, he's a rookie. He'll get over it. Second year in the league, we see this out of Carson Wentz. Wow, he is going to be a premier quarterback for the next ten years. He is a franchise quarterback. I don't care if he tore his ACL. That is what the mindset was about Carson Wentz. 2018, he comes back a couple games into the season. His ACL is ready to go. He ends up missing the end of the season again with a back injury. 2018, he didn't play his best football by any means. The Eagles were not good in 2018. They made the playoffs. They got a playoff win, but they were not a good football team. So the excuses for Carson Wentz were starting to pile up again. Oh, his knee, it's not fully recovered. He's not scrambling as much. He's not the same quarterback. He's forced to stay in the pocket. And then all of a sudden, he's hes diagnosed with his back injury. And I believe we still don't even know... When this back injury started, uh, there's a lot of time and thought that went into it a year after the fact that the whole season after everybody's like, Oh, he hurt his back against the giants. No, he hurt it against the Vikings. No matter what it was, he played injured for a few weeks, no doubt about it. But that was another excuse a pretty valid one. In my opinion, if Carson Wentz has a fractured back hairline fracture, no matter what it is, you know, it's going to impact him on the football field. So when Carson Wentz is struggling, Eagles fans and possibly Eagles the front office and the coaches used the back injury as a scapegoat. Hey, he's not 100%, give him a break. 2019. He had to take, you know, a delayed off season, recover from the back injury. He's ready to go. It was uh, it was pretty average the first half of the season. The Eagles were again a bad football team. Then later in the year, Carson Wentz is breaking records. He's, uh, you know, coming from behind wins. He's playing great. He's playing out of his mind. Everybody's fallen in love with Carson Wentz, and needless to say, he did it with practice squad players. Kind of the mantra of his career so far. So 2019, the last four games, everybody is back on the Carson Wentz bandwagon. He gets hurt in the playoffs. Anybody would get hurt from Jadavian Clowney spearing you in the head. Um, while you're going to the ground. No doubt about it. Nothing against Carson Wentz for that. But can you see as I'm laying this out that 2016, there were excuses. 2018, excuses. 2019, excuses. And 2019, there's absolutely excuses. People are more hard on Carson Wentz this year than ever before, but there are still excuses. But look at 2018, 2019, 2020. I wish I counted it every single time, and I'm guilty of it too. I wish I counted every single time somebody referred to Carson Wentz's 2017 season. Man, I, I would run out of paper. Everybody mentions it. And yes, it was a fantastic season. That is what Carson Wentz's ceiling is perceived to be, or maybe his ceiling's a little bit above that. But if you have a franchise quarterback, nobody compares That's the, the franchise quarterback's current play to his best season. You know, you look at a guy like Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, they're good their entire career so far. I mean, Mahomes is young, but he's been good his entire career. You're not saying, oh, his MVP year, uh, that's what it, that's what he's going to go back to. It's okay. You're not making that excuse. The franchise quarterback should be good the entire time. Wentz has struggled, and yes, he does need more weapons around him. I will give him a break. I will make excuses for him. That's what you're going to do when you believe you have a franchise quarterback. But, like I said a couple weeks ago, the episode the episode title was Feel the Pressure, Carson. You got a second-round pick right behind you. He wants to play. Jalen Hurts, he's very athletic, very versatile, very dynamic. Carson Wentz, you are the starter. You have a lot of money due to you in the next three years. However, man, you got to step up. Right now, Carson Wentz, by definition, by the definition of... A franchise quarterback will give you a chance to win the game every single time they are under center is invalid. When I look at Carson Wentz and his Eagles team, I do not think they have a chance to win every single time he is under center. Heck, I don't even have 100% faith in them against the Giants. Granted, um, you know because the Eagles have been struggling and the Giants have been improving since they last met. So a little bit of a Carson Wentz rant there, but I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to bash Carson Wentz. I know I'm hard on him, and I've done this in the past, but it's there's no negativity towards it. It's all constructive because I don't want the Eagles to get into a situation where they hold on to a quarterback for too long. You see that countless amount of times in the NFL. These quarterbacks die with these teams because the team doesn't want to get away from them. They get locked up in the contract. And as painful as it is to say, and it might be to hear – if a team, namely the Colts, this is the first team that comes to my mind, if a team calls the Eagles this offseason inquiring about Carson Wentz, Howie Roseman will stay on the line. I'm not going to say he's going to accept it, but there's certain players in this league who are just untradeable. You answer the phone, hey, is uh, Russell Wilson available? Is Kyler Murray available? You hang up right away. Is Christian McCaffrey available? Aaron Donald? Hang up right away, Carson Wentz. If that name comes up comes up in trade talk, you better believe Howie Roseman will entertain it. Will he do it? I'm not sure. I don't know him personally, but he will entertain it. And you know whether I agree agree or disagree, we got to see how the rest of the season goes. But being tied to that much money, you just invested a second round pick, another quarterback. And he is leading the league in interceptions right now. His turnovers are awful. You have to entertain it. So today's podcast is not going to be all negative about Carson Wentz. Um, hope you guys found that, you know, constructive and not just depressing about Wentz because I do like him. I think he's going to come around. I hope he does. But the the idea of today's episode is going to be. We're at the halfway mark of the season. Eagles are about to embark on their second half of the schedule, which is very tricky, much harder schedule. So we're going to take a look at three overperformers from this first half of the season and three players that really need to improve going into the last half of the season. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Um, Some of these names might be obvious, but we have a few surprises in here. Before we kick things off, I want to remind you guys about our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports fantasy betting app. You can bet on your favorite players. You don't need to do research and see who has the best chance to you know, score a touchdown here. It's your favorite players. You're betting on, from an Eagles standpoint, you're betting on Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, NFL standpoint, you're betting on DeAndre Hopkins, Christian McCaffrey, The premier players in the NFL, you're betting on them, and it's a fantasy betting app, so you're going to look at their their odds to hit a certain over or under with fantasy values. It could be touchdowns or fantasy points, whatever. They got it. I highly recommend checking this out because it's awesome. It's super fun to use. I love using Thrive Fantasy, and you you can make money from it, and we have a special offer for our Birds Banter listeners, thanking you guys for your support. So Thrive Fantasy is going to offer you an instant deposit match of up to $50 when you use code BBP. And there's a minimum of $20 deposit. So any deposit between $20 and $50, they're instantly going to match it. So make sure you get your money in there, prop up, and use code BBP next Sunday. I mean, you can use it on PGA. They got golf. They got everything. Use Thrive Fantasy, code BBP. All right, here we go. 3 overperformers from the first half of the season. I talked about this a little bit Monday night with my listeners on Instagram Live. Again, if you guys have not tuned in, make sure you do so. Birds Banter PHL every single Monday night at 8 p.m. Um, we're going to get you some content before Monday Night Football, review the last game on Sunday. We're going to talk about the upcoming matchup. It's a great time. You can answer all. You can ask all your questions and uh, you know, interact with me. And see me live on Instagram every single Monday night. So I put this question out to the fans, and it got good feedback. So number one, overperformer from the twenty or twenty twenty season has to go to Travis Fulgham. Number one, because Travis Fulgham. Okay, I had my eyes. I didn't. I wouldn't say I had my eyes on cart on uh, Travis Fulgham, but I had my ears open to his name. You know, last off season, this past off season with COVID and everything, um, the reporting and media coverage of training camp was very limited. Reporters couldn't get too close to the field. Um, you know, The only live coverage was a tw- Twitter stream that was very selective on what you could see. So there wasn't a whole lot of coverage on training camp. But as a avid Eagles fan, podcast host, I always try to look for um, names that I see pop up from beat reporters on Twitter. And a few of these reporters were in on Travis Fulgham. They're like, hey, this guy's fast. He's showing you know, explosiveness. But at the time, the Eagles wide receiver group was pretty set in stone. Fulgham wasn't going to compete with any of these guys. They had Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey on the roster week one. That's a disaster now. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, that's a that's a disaster. Greg Ward, he's been solid. The rookies and John Hightower and um, Quez Watkins. But other than that, Travis Fulgham and Deontay Burnett were kind of the training camp warriors. They were playing really well, but they just didn't have a big opportunity to make the team, especially with no preseason. If they came out in preseason and showed really good stuff, maybe they could have made it. But the odds were stacked against them. Travis Fulgham lands on the practice squad. And injuries come knocking. Alshon Jeffrey isn't ready to go. The Eagles need help at wide receiver. They call up Travis Fulgham against the 49ers. Clutch, clutch, clutch touchdown reception from Carson Wentz. Amazing throw, amazing route by Fulgham. And at at the time, everybody's like, who the heck is Travis Fulgham? Where did he come from? Everybody's looking him up. Everybody's falling in love with him because he just got the Eagles their first win. And everybody's thinking, okay, it's great. Travis Fulgham, you're playing well, but it's going to run out. It's the Eagles' luck. He's going to get hurt. He's going to end up getting cut. Whatever it is, he's not going to be good. Right now, Travis Fulgham is graded 86 overall by PFF. He has 42 targets, 29 receptions, 435 receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. He's leading the Eagles in those categories. I mean, he's he's been fantastic, and his route running is superb. His... Um, catch radius is very good and he has the drive to play the game he's not you know looking like J.J. Ortega Whiteside out there you know, not completing his routes Travis Fulgham is the real deal everybody's saying it but you know you heard it here on the Birds Banter Podcast Travis Fulgham is the real deal he is going to be here for a long time and Eagles fans you should be very excited about the future of Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager Rager we haven't seen too much of him because of that injury but his first game back against the Cowboys, he had a touchdown reception and a two-point conversion reception. Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, they're going to be superstars here in Philly. Be excited because Fulgham is not a fluke. He has been around for just a few weeks, and he has impressed in every single game. So all eyes on Travis Fulgham. He has definitely over so far halfway through the season. My next overperformer is... Arguably the best player on defense. Um, it's going to be between him and Darius Slay. At this point, you know who I'm talking about. Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham on the season. He has seven sacks. He's tied for fourth in the league, which is fantastic. Two forced fumbles. Man, he is hes balling. He has so many pressures on the quarterback. And when you watch him, Brandon Graham is a player who throughout his career obviously had a very slow start in Philly. Uh, everybody was counting him out as a draft bust, and he wasn't going to make it. He really turned things around. And um, if you guys watched All or Nothing, the uh, Amazon Prime documentary or docu-series on the Eagles and their season last year, I, I always liked Brandon Graham, but, man, I fell in love with Brandon Graham after watching him. He is so exciting. Um, he's such a good guy. I really want to meet him in person one day because he just seems awesome. So Brandon Graham... He's, he's stealing hearts of Eagles fans this year, along with Travis Fulgham, because he is stepping up when it matters the most. Seven sacks, again, tied for fourth in the league, and he has yet to have a double-digit sack season in his career. Right now, they're halfway through the season, and he already has seven. So I would bank on him going over 10 sacks, or 10 or more. Um, the amount of pressure he's been getting is fantastic, and I want to take you guys a couple years back. Brandon Graham was on an expiring contract, and it was 2018 going into 2019. Brandon Graham didn't know if he was returning with the Eagles. His last game, he was thanking reporters. Genuine guy. He, he's so nice. Um, thanking them for their time and everything and saying, you know, I don't know if I'll be back. And at the time, I I liked Brandon Graham. I was happy that he made the stop in the Super Bowl to give the Eagles the win. However, I was thinking he's getting older. He really hasn't, you know, had too many, too many sacks in his career. I would love to get to invest a lot of money in somewhere else or somebody else at the defensive end position because I, I love getting pressure from the defensive line. I have the same you know kind of mindset as the Eagles have with their defensive line. Eagles resign Brandon Graham. I was excited to see him back, but I was kind of disappointed that they, that they did not use their money elsewhere on somebody else. Man, did he prove me wrong. Last year, he was solid, but this year, Brandon Graham has been one of the best defensive ends in the league. And for all of you fans who were dying to have Jadavion Clowney and y- Yannick Nagakwe this offseason, look at Brandon Graham, look at Josh Sweat. You you don't want Clowney or Nagakwe now. You don't want all that money. Clowney doesn't have a, doesn't even have a sack this year. And for all that money, no thank you. Brandon Graham, you have been overperforming this season so far, halfway through. My last overperformer comes from the offensive line, the arguably the most banged up positional group. I mean, I don't even think it's an argument. It it has to be the most banged up positional group on the Eagles team. Jordan Milata. Jordan Milata comes from the seventh round. He was an Australian rugby player, and year in, year out, Eagles were finding ways to incorporate him. You know, he struggled in training camp because he was learning to play the game of football, but the Eagles found, you know, they they saw something positive from Jordan Milata. He was using roster spots, he was using IR spots, um, he had a few back injuries and everything. And I was getting pretty frustrated because I was thinking to myself, when is Jordan Mailata finally going to play? The coaches always talk him up, say he's a great player, but I haven't seen anything from him. Uh, They're they're trying to develop him to a left tackle. I mean, when he first was on the team, I really wanted him to get some goal line carries. I mean, he's a rugby player. He can run with the ball. Why not? Nobody's tackling Jordan Milata. He's what, like 6'6", 350 pounds, insane. He's 6'8", sorry, 350 pounds. Um, again, yeah, seventh round pick. The Eagles found a gem in Jordan Mailata. Um, That was right after they won the Super Bowl. They kind of said they traded out the first round, and and then the seventh round, they drafted an Australian rugby player. I mean, like, who does that? That's what a winner does. That's what somebody that says, like, hey, we're good. We can just make these picks. But they weren't just making a pick. They they picked somebody good. Jordan Mailata. I see him as a future... I mean, I thought he was a future right tackle in this league. I didn't think he was ever going to be skilled enough to be left tackle, but so far this season, he's played majority left tackle. He's had 357 offensive snaps, only one penalty, which is vastly different from what Jason Peters had last year, and only four sacks allowed. One of those sacks came from um, uh, Lawrence on the Cowboys, and, man, he, he didn't even get a hand on him. Lawrence just completely destroyed him. Um, and Mylotta just didn't have a chance. But overall, he has been very good. I know there's a lot of former offensive linemen for the Eagles, um, Todd Harriman, Trey Thomas. They've been breaking down his film. You guys can see it on, like, Twitter and um, YouTube. But people have nothing but good things to say about Jordan Mylotta. And he has definitely been overperforming by my standards so far in the 2020 season. Before we get on to three players who need to step up in 2020, the second half of the season, I want to remind you guys about our friends at Manscaped. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news... They just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. You guys know the drill. When you're grooming downstairs, you know, you don't want to make any mistakes, cuts, nicks, whatever, especially after an Eagles loss. You're upset about the Eagles. You're upset about Carson Wentz throwing more interceptions. He's got 12 on the year. You don't want to worry about your grooming. Let's not forget, it's the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body, the Lawn Mower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Their new Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer uses the same skin-safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. The crop kit includes the Crop Reserver, Ball Deodorant, Everyone Knows Pumpkin Spice Lattes, and Ball Deodorant go hand-in-hand. Crop Cleanser Body Wash is a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes, you never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. Plus, you don't want to stink it up when you sit around Thanksgiving dinner. If you suffer from stank foot or stand on your feet all day, then I have the perfect product for you. The Foot Duster Foot Deodorant, which is a free gift, is a cool tea tree oil, offers a pleasant experience for the stankiest feet and allows you to take your shoes off in confidence. The Manscaped Refined Cologne is the cost-effective way to smell clean and fresh for your date or an Eagles game. The Crop Cleanser Hair and Body Wash was designed for with aloe vera and sea salt to leave your skin clean, fresh, moisturized, and reinvigorated. These formulations are vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, Paraben-free so you know your manhood is in good hands. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code PHL. Again, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with p- code PHL. Make your balls a priority this fall. All right, to wrap this show up, we're going to give you three players who need to step it up the last eight weeks of the season. Number one, Javon Hargrave. He hasn't been... Bad by any means, but he hasn't been a difference maker in football games. That is what he was signed to a big contract to do. He's 6'2", 305 pounds. He should be a difference maker for the Eagles. Signed to a lot of money, but currently he's graded fifty-two point three by PFF in their metrics. He has six tackles on the lead on the season and two sacks. And you know when you look at Hargrave, the defensive tackle position was supposed to be this elite group for the Eagles, and I still believe it is. Malik Jackson is playing fantastic, but Hargrave and Cox, in my opinion, are you know, not stepping up and not playing to um, their potential this year. Fletcher Cox has been a little bit better. Javon Hargrave has been a little bit banged up. He's got that pectoral injury, and um, I was listening to Inside the Birds, and they said that talking to players, that is an injury that lingers. So, His struggles this year could be just because he's not 100% healthy. We've seen that effect with Fletcher Cox in the past, the past season. And um, I'm hoping Hargrave can get a little bit healthier, um, especially over this bye week, and be a bigger difference maker for the Eagles, help in the run game, and uh, get some pressure on the quarterback. Because the Eagles, you know, Darius Slay has been great in the secondary. Avante Maddox has been a bit questionable. We all know what's happening in the slot. The safeties, they're missing Malcolm Jenkins a lot, so the Eagles need some more pressure. Javon Hargrave should supply it, and uh, Malik Jackson, keep doing what you're doing, man. My next player who I want to step up for the last half of the season is Nikel Roby Coleman. We just mentioned the secondary. Roby Coleman was signed to a pretty team-friendly deal, and he said that he um, chose the Eagles because he wanted to come to a winner. He thought he could help them out a lot. And yet again, the Eagles neglected Craven LeBlanc in the slot. They've been doing this for a couple of seasons now. Craven LeBlanc, he's done everything he can to prove that he is a legitimate starting nickel corner, corner in, the, in the league. Instead, they bring in Nikhil Roby Coleman, and he has been pretty atrocious so far. Currently, he only has 17 tackles. Um, he's had 26 targets, and... 21 receptions allowed so when he's targeted there's only been five incompletions that when you're throwing the ball if you're targeting nickel Roby coleman opposing offenses chances are you are completing that pass that is not what you want from a starting corner cornerback especially when you said this offseason that he is a top five nickel corner in the league which he was in the past this year not so much he is graded at 48.7 by PFF metrics. He does have a sack on the season. Um, pretty interesting because the Eagles don't really blitz with their corners too often, but, you know, showing some versatility there. Roby Coleman, if he's going to step up, I would love to see it because talent-wise, he is a better player than Craven LeBlanc, but Craven LeBlanc is playing better. I want to see LeBlanc get some more playing time. They experimented with that earlier in the season, but I think just because they have more... Um, invested in Roby Coleman, and they know that he has a higher ceiling, they're always going to be rolling with him more times than not. He did struggle earlier earlier in the season, and I thought it was just because he had bad matchups. Um, he was asked to cover some tight ends against the Rams and different situations. He, he just didn't have the advantage. But now I can see that he is just not having a good season with the Eagles, so hopefully he can kick it up and improve this secondary. Uh, one thing I want to note, this offseason, I think um, if LeBlanc and Roby Coleman are gone, Avante Maddox will move full-time into the slot, and the Eagles are going to draft or sign another outside corner. I mean, they need a few, but um, going forward, I think Maddox is going to be the slot corner. That's where he's best fit. Last but not least, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I already spent 10 minutes or so at the beginning of the podcast, but Carson Wentz, you need to step up. Let's look at Carson Wentz's stats so far. Right now, he has 305 passing attempts, 18 about 1,900 yards, which is 19th in the league. Passing touchdowns, he has 12 of them, 19th in the league. And, oh, he's first in the league in something. Let's see what that, oh, interceptions. 12 interceptions on the year. Um, he's been pretty good running the football. I uh, have been impressed with him doing that, but... Man, these, these stats. 19th in the league for passing yards. That When you look at Carson Wentz, you do not see him as the 19th best quarterback by any means. No way. I should have uh, saved these stats, but I saw somebody post on Twitter a few days ago that Carson Wentz's passive rating, his QBR, was like 27, 29 in the league. I mean, there's backups who are playing better than Carson Wentz. It's, uh, it's very... Disturbing to see. I mean, I went through all of this at the beginning. So if you skipped over it, make sure you check it out because I explained all the stuff going on with Carson Wentz. And I believe most of it's mental. I think he needs a better coach behind him. Um, That doesn't mean get rid of Doug Peterson. I mean a better quarterback coach and get some get less voices out of his head. There's so many offensive minds in that room that are probably all contributing to Carson Wentz. You need to make sure he's only comfortable with one guy before he tries to multitask and get too many things going. Um, some more weapons will help, but he's developed a pretty good bond with Travis Fulgham. He's getting his tight end. Dallas Goddard back. He played in the, the Cowboys game, but really didn't have too much of an impact outside of run blocking. Miles Sanders should be back soon. Boston Scott's heating up on the season. So Carson Wentz, there's no excuse. You got to get better. Limit your turnovers. That's step number one. Step number two, become more accurate. Hit your players. You know, the Eagles have given up, given up too many turnovers this season, most of them fall onto the shoulders of Carson Wentz. Um, So Wentz, you definitely need to step up. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, when you look at the Eagles' offense, if they're going to progress and be a better team going to the second half of the season and into the playoffs, Carson Wentz is the first step towards that progression. He is the one that holds the key to the Eagles' success, as scary as that sounds right now. Um, so Wentz, we're relying on you, man, you got to get better. You got to get better. Um, your accuracy has been pretty terrible. And I think the Eagles should definitely keep running some packages with Jalen Hurts on the field. Get Carson Wentz off the field because nobody's scared of Carson Wentz catching the ball. It's not going to happen. Get him off the field, avoid injury. Oh, another thing with injury. Carson Wentz has been pressured so many times this year. He's been hit so many times. And the hits, they don't just include the sacks and the quarterback hits when he's after he throws the ball. This includes also running the ball. Most times, Carson Wentz isn't just sliding or running out of bounds. He is initiating contact in the second and third level of defenses. That is some wear and tear on the body, significant wear and tear. Carson Wentz, we talk about injury problems with Wentz. If he keeps this up and the line can't keep him healthy or um, can't keep him upright, I don't see how he makes it out of the season healthy. I'm not calling him injury-prone, but what quarterback can withstand that? He's been a tough guy. He put on some weight this offseason, and thank God he did because I don't know where he would be if he didn't. If he was still um, you know, 20 pounds lighter, he probably wouldn't be playing right now going into Sunday. Carson Wentz, you're tough. You've taken a lot of hits, but, man, you got to be more accurate. Limit the turnovers and this team will be much better. Um, show that you're a franchise quarterback. Show that the team has a chance to win every single time you run under center. So to review, our overperformers for the first half of the season, Travis Wilgham, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Mailata needs to step up. Javon Hargrave, Nicole Roby-Coleman, and of course, quarterback Carson Wentz. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, this is coming to you on Wednesday. Um, hope you guys have a great week and enjoy the Giants game on Sunday. I think the Eagles... It's going to be another close game, but I think the Eagles will come out on top and hopefully make a run later in the season, get some much-needed wins. They got the Saints, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Cardinals, all great teams coming up. So it's going to be tough, but the Eagles should be up for the challenge, and it relies on Carson Wentz and if he's going to improve the second half of the season. Tomorrow, um, we got a new Birds Banter film room drop-in. Very exciting, Um, awesome guests coming, so make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. It's going to be on Instagram, Birds Banter PHL, and YouTube, just Birds Banter. Uh, Make sure you check out all of our Birds Banter film room. Very informative um, film room sessions covering the Eagles and different players. we got some awesome guests so far, so looking forward to that. Thank you all for your support. Uh, Check out the podcast description for our social media, our sponsors. And if you want to support the podcast, we got some merch. So uh, make sure you check it out. Buy some merch, Birds banter merch. All the hoodies will get you through the fall and winter seasons with no problem. I love mine. Always wear it. So, uh, yeah. Again, thank you guys so much. Let's hope for a big Eagles win on Sunday. And until next Wednesday, go Birds.